are. This is exciting because we are back in the same shed again. Yeah, how awesome <laughs> is that? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long while. And, uh, well, our regular listeners will probably be going, hang on a minute, your last episode, you're in the same shed, but we're recording out of, out of yeah. order. So, anyway, this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still on Zoom. Yeah. Because we've got a guest. Absolutely. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> so we've got um, Matthias from, uh, well, from Prickly Moses and Queenscliff. Queenscliff Brewing House. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. This it's is our first uh, very happy to be here. Guest. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, it's awesome. We, uh, I mean, there's a bit of a story because we did get those beers uh, some time ago. And, uh, Long time ago. We're before <laughs> the whole lockdown business. And, uh, yeah. And we tried to hook up a few times before things went serious, but um, but anyway, this is the first opportunity. So uh, well, now everyone's on Zoom. It's just easy now. So that's right. Exactly. <laughs> no one had heard of Zoom three months ago. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Now so, we we're going to uh, catch up right in April. We we're going to try and catch up at in Queenscliff. We talked about that. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Easter, um, I reckon, was because yeah, we'll, yeah, that's know, right. Easter was one one thing we banded around, which you said was going to be a busy period. But uh, and I think we've been chatting since January. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's these beers, have, they've been sitting in the fridge for a while, but that's all right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I hope they still um, will drink okay. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure they will. But <laughs> I guess looking at the beers, so we've got six beers in front of us. We've got, uh, and you know, I'm just going to reel them off in an order that I have right now. We can talk about that, but we've got a, a cream ale. Uh, from, this is from Queenscliff. Queen yeah, sorry. So we've got three from Queenscliff, three from um, Prickly Moses. Uh, so the cream ale. The English ale and the steam ale from Queenscliff there, and then the Prickly Moses. We have Chainsaw, the Raconteur IPA, and the Tailpipe Brown Ale. So I sort of put them in this order just based on what I know out of the styles and a bit of research. But uh, I don't know, Matthias, you've got anything uh, you'd like to add or change there? No, I think it's a pretty good tasting order. Like, you know, you're going sort of from light to um, to dark, you know, in a sense, and, and from sort of you're moving up in flavor intensity, and I guess you group them up um, with a different brewery, so to say, rather than mixing up the two operations. So, um, yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a good selection, definitely. Like, um, yeah, that's going to be good. And you've got the beers in front of you as well, don't you? I do indeed, yeah. Yep, yeah. got them all here in the sunshine. Awesome. It's great. Well, should we? Yeah, we should crack the first one. No point mucking around, I reckon. <laughs> so, this is the cream ale from Queenscliff. Yeah. Yes. So, just, uh, I guess, because um, how it's sort of come about is we, we, we got an email from uh, Susie V, I think is the. That's right. Yeah, she's the, our um, sort of online. Social media marketing, sort of. yeah, marketing right. person. So, um, and and I guess originally it was all about Prickly Moses. Yes, that's what sort of and sparked us. And there was a bit of a, uh, I guess, a discussion around. Well, what sort of beers would you like? And we're like, well, we don't know what you have or what you want to showcase. <laughs> and you've got so many beers on the website. It's like unbelievable. There is so many. But um, <laughs> but I guess for those that don't know, Prickly Moses from the research we've done, and please chip in. Matthias, if uh, we say something wrong or you want to add to it, but uh, it's Prickly Moses is down in the, the Otways and it's part of the Otway Estate, which is um, comprising of a vineyard, brewery, yeah. cidery and soon a distillery as well, which yeah. uh, sounds yep. exciting. 
Uh, so located in Bangarok West, which is just south of Colac, 14 k's. Uh, yep. 166 k's southwest of Melbourne, <laughs> <laughs> at 90 kilometres southwest of Geelong. So if you're uh, in Geelong, well then it's got to be close to well, it's a day trip. local. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely drive down there. Actually, when I like, I, I don't actually spend that many days down there each year. Like I usually come down and, and work when um, the head brewer down there, Luke Scott, is usually away or um, or right. need a few extra hands or sure. But I always love getting down there. Um, you know, it takes an hour and 45 to drive, but it's a beautiful drive through the, you know, Otway sort of oh, yeah. um, rainforest and and just um, rather than sitting in traffic, you know, in the city somewhere. I don't mind that commute. Yeah, you're pretty, pretty lucky. So you're obviously based in Queenscliff then? Well, yeah, I'm in Clifton Springs, which is on the Bellarine, yep. about 20 minutes from Queenscliff. So um, that's also a very easy drive. And um, yeah, but I spend I spend all my time at, at working time at least in Queenscliff. Yeah, right. Excellent. So. Well, this cream ale uh, from the notes I have here, we've got four point four percent ABV, um, and I'm just going to read a bit off the off the internet here that you got. But it's a pale straw in colour, so that's pretty close to our. Uh, well, it's probably a bit it's not darker than Stanley Screwdriver, yeah. which. Uh, Again, it's one of our oh, staples. Got one here, but yeah, got the no, little one. Got the stubby one. Nah, it's not a Stanley yeah, screwdriver. Nah, that's way. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your sort of uh, standard measurement? Uh, that's a measuring stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, that's good. But uh, actually, it's Dewalt. It is closer to Dewalt. Look at that. Oh, there. almost. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> this is again from Queenscliff. So if you. You obviously brew this one a fair bit. Have you got anything that, uh, I mean, on the internet again, it talks about ale is clean, crisp, low bitterness, uh, soft mouthfeel, slightly fruity overtones. Yeah, um, so the, the cream ale is a funny one. Like it's, um, when we designed the uh, the three core range beers we wanted to have um, to start off with when we started Queenscliff, the Queenscliff brewing operation sort of, um, we wanted to... <clears throat> try and create approachable beer styles with a bit of a um, exciting twist. Maybe that's, that was still sort of, um, how do you say, interest, even the, the beer notes, as well as the, the casual beer drinkers. So, you know, first of all, there wasn't, there's not many cream ales around in Australia. You know, in, in the US, cream ales are like the, um, the brewery, the craft breweries equal into a, a smashable, you know, Australian drop yeah, right. kind of thing. Sure. I, I don't think we've done a lot of them, if any. No, I don't recommend <laughs> I know yeah, we got, right. uh, I think it's Hobart Brewing Company might do a okay. female. Okay. Sure. Uh, or one of the Tassie, Tassie Brewing Company down there, I think it's Hobart. But um, it's generally like a, you know, a pretty old school American um, easy drinking beer that sort of, I think it sort of originated, or, originated uh, sort of pre-prohibition um sure. and around that era uh when you know economy was a bit dire and they started using adjuncts and other sort of uh fermentables uh, such as maize especially okay. maize which is a, a big ingredient in this beer is that right so, um wow. what sort use, of percentage would be looking at that uh i think it's about 15 percent of the total grain bill is okay. uh is uh, fla uh sorry yeah I've been I've been playing around with both flaked maize 
um, and also uh, malted maize, yeah, which you right. can get from uh, uh, a New Zealand maltster called Gladfield. Ah, but, right. um, the maize really sort of dries out the beer a lot and giving it some sort of slight corn sort of overtones, which is sort of undesirable in most bees, but are, are desirable <laughs> in cream ale. Yeah, sure. But it's, I it's also add oats Sorry, and wheat and some yeah, other right. um, fermentables as well. So it's a, it's like um, a marriage of, of, of many different grains and, and fermentables sure. out there. That's uh, it's quite it is quite light. It's quite refreshing. It's you polished your. I've knocked it off. Really, <laughs> normally, when we start out, our first beer is normally um, uh, not lighter, but there's you know not much going on it. Like yeah, that's probably one of the tastiest beers we've done oh, really? first off. Like there, there's a lot going on in that, and I, I think it even says on the uh, easy drinking yet complex, which is a good way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so, Sorry. These are your core range, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So we've got the cream yeah. ale, we've got the, um, the English ale, which is our mid-strength, yep. and the steam ale, which is um, another American sort of California common style. Sure. Yeah, right. Um, but to get back to the cream ale, i just let you know which hops are in it as well. There's, um, yeah. there's an American hop variety called Crystal, which right. is sort of like, um, it's more of a, a rel relative to like a European noble hop. So it's okay. a bit sort of spicy, peppery, grassy, but it has some sort of American fruity overtones. And um, there's also Galaxy in it as ah, well. Right. So there is a, a small addition of Galaxy in the dry hop. Hmm. So were you there at the start when you like you helped design these, sounds like? Yeah, I, yeah. I I've been working at Queenscliff Brewhouse since we opened. Uh, yeah, right. September 2016. So right. that was no... There was no brewery there when when we first started. There was like there was always the, the plan to have a brewery there, mm. um, and the brewery was ordered, and we were basically just waiting for the for the bits and pieces. And well, I reckon um, we were down there. I reckon January seventeen. I reckon it was. Yeah. I'm oh, okay. So. We spent the weekend down there, and I remember walking past it, and families in tow, and it just didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't recall it being, I guess, a, a craft brewery no. or something or promoted and that way because I think it would have, I don't know, we well, might have made more of an effort, I think. If, well, if 2020, Dave and Dave, walked, we would <laughs> yeah. definitely walk in. But yeah. you've got to yeah. remember this is four years ago for me. True. So, yeah. and yeah. also our kids were a lot younger. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Interesting. So was, it was still a good, like, that first summer was pretty hectic. I guess we were trying to, we all find our, you know, trying to find our feet and and trying to uh, sort of break through and get our message out there. You know what the the venue yeah. was about. But we were um, initially, we still had many taps on. We had um, a good sort of seventeen taps and primarily prickly taps. Yeah. And um, and then we um, we also had a few local guest taps. So oh, okay. you know. So there was definitely craft from the beginning and heaps of bottles and cans as well. So, but we yep. even excelled more on that front as well now. So yeah, it's a cool place. Okay. Yeah. We're going to definitely have to get down there. Yeah, definitely. Should definitely. we um, crack on while we're yeah. talking about Queenscliff, I guess. Uh, well, this, what have we got Still now? Queenscliff. We're on the English Isle. English mm. And, but actually before this, I, I would have put this at the start. Um, of English, that's because of the uh, ABV. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of controversy. Oh, up front, wasn't it? We had to unwrestle and he beat me again. 
<laughs> but I guess my reasoning is I thought it would be a little bit, I don't know, even though light, lighter in alcohol, but a bit more flavour, perhaps, or a bit more to chew on, sort of thing. Yeah, but, uh, after reading about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. That's but, the plan. Um, That's the plan. Hopefully, yep. <laughs> it comes through that way. <laughs> so, uh, English ale, a three and a half percent ABV. So, mid strength that doesn't compromise on the flavour. So, classic English bitter. Now, I haven't been a big fan of English ales, I reckon, which is a bit of a shame, really, because they've, they've got a lot of good beers. But uh, I don't know, I guess uh, the US seem to have taken over with their uh, <laughs> the craft beer revolution, I suppose. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, the English were well ahead of the curve. Uh, Definitely. And th- like back in back home in Sweden, before I ex- experienced kind of um, American beers and hops, which I fell in love with straight away, it was the English beers that I first tried. And just, I, I think that was my first sort of pop experience, though, in, in terms right. of having like a, a fairly, like, I think I had Fuller's ESB, which is like mm-hmm. a, a staple in, in when it comes to British beers for me. Sure. Uh, I had that back in 2005 or something, and I was like, this is a really interesting flavor. And I, I worked out that it was the hops, you know, they actually added a lot of, you know, East Camp Goldings or, or, um, or whatever they use in, in the ESB, but that was a, a real, like a real, you know, uh, wow moment for me. Yeah, to, sure. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair enough. But colour-wise, I mean, it's a lot darker, isn't it? It's hazy too. Yeah. So, uh, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, light, um, light floral aroma with hints of caramel and freshly baked bread. Mm. Uh, medium-bodied mouthfeel with moderate carbonation, refreshing session ale, lingering flavour. But for three and a half percent, that has got that is packed full of flavour. That's surprising. Awesome. That um, is for sure. Very malty. Yeah. Uh, that's well, from what I recall, because it's been a while since I've been to England, <laughs> like twenty-two years. But might, anyway, might be a while still. Too. <laughs> yeah, most likely, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, that is that is really nice. That's. That that doesn't taste like a, a lighter no alcohol beer. We're always on the lookout for yeah. sort of the well the lights because um, yeah yeah it's so good to have tasty lights these days. It'd be like you know five yeah. ten years ago, or well, probably more. <laughs> um, you know it, your lights were just water. <laughs> exactly, and um, and they still are unfortunately. You know no they, they are yeah the mainstream in the, for sure. in the land of yeah. Great Northern and you know mid strength oh, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's um, yeah yeah. We managed to get a lot of local uh, sort of mid mid drinkers onto this one, and they really enjoy the fact that it tastes a bit more like like a beer. Yeah, um, it is. I, I always like having a few lights of something in the fridge. So if you're going around to someone's house for dinner or whatever, you can take a six pack of them and still drive home. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, yeah, so mate, done well there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you. No, was, there you go. I was just going to say, I sort of no, you're right. I sort of jumped. Um, I jumped a little bit because we we're talking about prickly Moses. In the beginning, I guess I'm trying to. I was trying to sort of work towards the link of um, Prickly Moses, Queenscliff, and then I believe Apollo Bay as well. There's yeah, part of the same sort I'm of thing. across that too. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but I mean, taking what well, you just got that that holiday corner of the uh, southwest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got it all covered. Yeah, when yeah. you go left or right, or whatever. that's it. Straight ahead. Such a beautiful part of the Victorian coastline, and even. You know, heading into the to the hills from the coast, or even coming from the western plains down into the uh, into the beach, it's just um, 
you know, again, quite a spectacular part of the world. Uh, but I guess what I was going to, and we jumped into it, the Queenscliff, um, the brew house itself. I don't know. Can you tell us a bit around that? You said it established in 2016. Uh, I think there's a what a 300 litre system from what I've yes. heard there. Yep, that's right. Um, exactly. So we got a, a very small brew house there. It's um, 300 litres. Um, we got two fermenters and a, a bright beer tank. And um, it's like, um, it's, a, it's a basic system, but it, it, does, it does the trick. And the size is actually really good in terms of um, guaranteeing, you know, fresh tap beer and, um, and making some exciting one-offs and, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. actually, I, I love the system now. I've probably done over 100 brews on it. And it took a while to get my head around it. But it's, mm-hmm. um, it's a cool, very manual system. It just feels like, awesome. a, like a scaled up, nice homebrew system kind of thing. Well, you, you guys do a lot of, um, like you, you have um, like brew your own days and, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and the brewer for a day as well, experience. Exactly. Yeah. We've had a few actually, especially the brew your own. We've got a little Braumeister, a 50 litre Braumeister brewing vessel, right. which nice. for those who don't know what it is, it's like a single vessel brewing unit that you basically can do everything that you would normally do on a, on a bigger sort of setup. Yep. So um, uh, we get quite a few, uh, you know, could be birthdays or box parties or weddings. Yeah, sure. Sure. Coming yep. in, want to do like their own brew for the for an event. So they yep. Put down a, a 50 litre batch and and get a chance to talk beer and, and brew beer yep. with me for. And then what they come back in a couple of weeks and, and bottle it or. Yeah, if they want to, yep. or we bottle yep. it for them, kind of thing. So. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's a it's That's a awesome. nice little um, service which you don't see too much around. And there's a few places doing it. You know, um, yep. like obviously the big sort of you brew it operations and stuff. But they're like just that. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Just built for that. Yeah. But it's a bit more of an in, intimate. I guess experience with me. I don't think I know uh, of another actual brewery doing it. I think the only ones I know of are ones that are just a, a factory for doing that. Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, well, no, I've, got a, I've got a, I've got a twenty liter Brandmaster. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a great system. I, really oh, good system. It is so simple and to use. And if you've got everything set up and programmed, you just sort of come back when it beeps at you and uh, set your timer <laughs> and you know, job done. But uh, no, it's classic. Sure. I love the the brewmaster. Actually, I have a grandfather at home. Uh, oh, right. I brew on my home brew uh, setup, sure. but I, I, I like get using the the brewmaster at work as well. Yeah. It's it's different, but it's similar in some ways as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, that's excellent. But that is a really tasty beer. Have you got uh, I guess any IBUs or any like what sort of I guess when when you're designing a recipe, you know, how do you if you go want an English ale? I mean, how do you sort of how you target it? Yeah. yeah, how do you target it and work your way through? Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I, I usually envision um, a beer that I've had myself, which I um, have enjoyed much in the past. I think in this case, it wasn't like one specific beer. It was more like a generic uh, beer experience, you know, traveling to London and drinking um, hand-pulled beers from, from nice cozy pubs, you know. Um, and a lot of them were mid-strength. A lot of them were sitting mm-hmm. at sort of three, three and a half percent and uh, that sort of warm malty flavor and and the sort of um subtle floral characteristics from the english hops and and i was i'm just starting off with that sort of flavor in my head and then i'm trying to look at what ingredients i can acquire to create that uh, yeah, right. yeah. 
Yeah, nice. Would you let that one warm up a bit, that English ale? I think like, that's probably best at sort of cellar temp, like maybe between 12 and 15 for sure. Yeah, right. Oh, wow. Okay, because ours would be probably a bit cold today. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, did you let yours warm up a bit then? Um, I think mine was unfortunately a bit too cold as well. Yeah. <laughs> I should, I should, it's not, not going to get real warm No, uh, it's probably 12 at the moment out here. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's going to take a while to uh, get there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, more flavour nice. comes out with a bit of warmth and that goes yep. for all beers really um, especially with the, the malt driven beers yeah no they do change that is for sure can I ask you about the labels the colours um, yes yep. did, you, did, did you have something to do with coming up with the colours because we, we always wonder what's behind it is it tossing yeah. a coin is it um, no you know, that you, was um, that was not so much mine uh, my, my decision okay. in terms of um, I mean, they were they were brought to me, and and I sort of liked them and agreed on on the design. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the colours, I think that was more our, our sort of marketing. Yeah, sure. Person. Yeah. Um, awesome. I guess it's well, like strong strong colours that sort of stand out. Yeah, yeah. Um, almost primary colours, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, we've actually just made a bit of an adjustment, a bit of a rebrand. Well, not a rebrand, but a redesign on the labels that you'll notice. Um, coming out sort of with future batches oh right okay um, similar the same color scheme but just a bit of a of a different focus oh cool yeah, okay sure well next awesome. time we're uh yeah. down in queenscliff we'll see them <laughs> so having said that let's get into a blue <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, so the steam ale yeah. yeah so steam ales are a bit different now from the homework of I've done. They're basically from what i understand a lager yeast fermented at ale temperatures basically that's right. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, what sort of yeast would go into this, and what sort of temperatures would you be uh, fermenting it at? I played. I played around heaps with this beer. It's been um, like a, every single batch has been a um, a bit of a tweak uh, on it, sure. uh, changing yeast, fermentation temps, and and I think I I wouldn't say I nailed it. This is this this batch that we've got in front of us now is is not. The most recent one uh, I've got a few because I the stuff I brew at Queenscliff is only for kegs right um, so when we do a bottle uh, release we um, I go down and we we put it down at uh, in the Otways at the bigger system down there so um, the the stuff on tap I guess I have a, a larger chance of tweaking stuff because I only do six kegs at a time so but yeah in terms of um, you're right. It's a lager fermented at ale temperatures. So I, I in the beginning, I used uh, um, an actual California Common yeast, which is another name oh. for this beer style, California Common, mm-hmm. um, from Y yeast, um, and I fermented yeah. that sort of at 15, and that came out nice. But it was a liquid yeast, quite expensive, oh, hard to hard to propagate and step up. So I um, ended up just using a, a dry yeast in the end, which is uh, oh. I think it's um, it's called S. 23 right yeah um so, it's a stuff lager yeah i was gonna say and i'm um, fermenting yep. that a bit warmer just about yep. 15 i think yeah, okay. 15, pushing it up to sort of 18 uh, towards the end so um that just gives it a, a few more sort of fruity esters and mm-hmm. and loses sort of its its cleanliness that you would get from a cool ferment Sure. But it's enough to keep it, make it a bit more interesting. Yeah, right. It's, uh, I reckon we've gone up a notch in colour again. Definitely, we're, we're in, heading into the, the honey or the yeah, the, the molasses sort of. Yep, yep. 
But uh, we're five point one percent lightly amber in colour. Yeah, so it's probably a fair description. You said that um, this isn't your current batch because this was January or February or something like that. Yeah. So this is um, four point eight. Yes. Oh. So we, have, we we have brought it down. If, if, we, at the beginning, it was 5.1, but that was a keg-only release. Ah, uh, okay. When we decided to bottle it, eventually, we brought it down to 4.8. And now the the, the, the tap the keg batches are 4.8 as well. Right. Um, we, yeah, interesting. We find that uh, a bit along yeah, the way. Yeah, we always wonder why. It's good. Yeah, we, we jump on the <laughs> website and we see you know, 5.1, or and then you look at the bottle and go 4.8. I mean, you've got to sell it uh, as it is. You know, yeah. so it's got to be, you know, against, you know, with the, the law on your side. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's an old, it must have been um, a lingering typo still hanging around there uh, somewhere online. But it's uh, <laughs> it's current and um, and the proper state of it should be 4.8. Yeah, yeah. right, sure. Cool. So. But uh, that's another tasty beer. It's very malt-driven, I think, as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm really yeah. enjoying that. That's yeah. taking a step lots, up. Lots of crystal malt added to this. Yeah, right, okay. But I find so that the, the lager yeast gives it a nice sort of cleanliness to the yeah. So what sort of, uh, so if we're talking about malt bills, so a, uh, a normal pale malt, I mean, would you be looking at 80% say of a, of, a, of a pale malt and then you're playing around with the crystals to, or whatever it is to add to the rest? Is that sort of? Yeah, I think, um, oh, what's the breakdown on this one? I wouldn't, I didn't go above 10% crystal. I think I, sure. I got two crystal malts in this sort of, Six and four each, um, medium crystal, and a, a slightly darker crystal, and then it's mostly um, ale malt with sure. um, a bit of uh, Munich malt as well. Okay, right. and um, and just a bit of wheat. As sure, well. I remember doing a uh, a beer that had eighty percent like ale malt with it, and twenty percent just crystal. I can't remember Ooh. the the type, and it was. <laughs> And I read later on that you'd never do like probably greater than ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Crystal, but, yeah. but it was it was interesting because the the ladies actually liked it because it was a bit oh, okay. more a bit sweeter. And yep. uh, and that's all I did. I just did the crystal and the and the armalt. And this was when I was over west. But uh, sure. yeah, it, it, it was a tasty beer from what I remember. I mean, you know, it probably doesn't stack up to anything we do these days. But uh, yeah, interesting. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's amazing what the crystal, just like if you bump it up with a, just 1% of the total grist, that just adds so much more sweetness and depth. Yeah. And you've got to be careful with that, especially IPAs. And like I added way too much crystal when I was a, uh, when I started to, to homebrew, like, you know, yeah. you were sort of thinking in like even numbers, which is great. Like, you know, you got four kilos of, of pale, yep. 500 grams of crystal, whatever. Yep. And it's like, yep. Great, but that's just way too much crystal. So you should probably, yeah. you know, in an IPA, you're probably only looking at, you know, one or two percent. But sure. in an English ale, or in this case, it's more like ten. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because it, it, I guess it imparts for those that don't know. You'd probably be able to correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the unfermentable sugars sort of come out of the crystal. Yeah, that's right. Generally, exactly. so that's what contributes to your sweetness. Where uh, yeah, our malts are probably, you know, I'm going to say, I don't know, 90% fermentable, maybe even, yeah, somewhere around there. But uh, no, you're right. It's a, it's that sort of, there's way more uh, residual sugars that sort of stick around in crystal. Yeah. So what sort of, um, we, we often talk about some stats as well around IBUs. I guess we haven't sort of touched on it for these three, but they don't seem overly bitter. They're quite... Mm -hmm. They are quite easy drinking, and again, I think the malts are really shining in probably all of these 
beers that we've got here. Uh, what sort of IBU would we be looking at if you started the cream ale, then the uh, uh, the English ale and stone ale? <laughs> I think that they're all they're all sort of. Um, I try to aim lower than my perceived. Um, like I like hoppy beers. I love big IPAs and. Yeah. I understand that everyone doesn't like that sort of sensation. So I think they're all sort of sitting between 20 and 30. Yeah, okay. Um, oh. The um, the cream ale might just be like 18 or something like that. Sure. But it might have a perceived bitterness that is slightly higher because I dry hopped it a bit more. Yeah, really. um, but yeah, try and keep it sort of around 20 or 30. Depends. Okay. I think the uh, the English ale is actually the the highest IBU. Um, I think that's sort of mid thirties, right. possibly. Right. Okay. Interesting. From memory, because Dave's set a challenge for me a couple of times that we need to <laughs> do like uh, I need to <laughs> brew something that it calculates out to say twenty, forty. I want ten. Six, I want ten different brews. <laughs> Up to a hundred, you know. Yeah. You can sit there and, just and we can go, taste them all, and you, and you really understand what bitterness is. So, well, it's a good experiment. It's a good, good experiment. Yeah, sure. I just, especially if you have the same malt and the on. same hops, and just yeah. like follow the same structure, That's but right. add, yeah. add five percent more each time. <laughs> yeah, some of us have to work for a living, unfortunately. <laughs> But anyway, it's all good. That one uh, day I'll work that one. Work on it's, that. It's so, IBUs are so a bit tricky anyway, you know, and in order to properly measure them, you know, you need like oh, a, right. like a, it's very different, like measured IBUs. If you send your beer in for, for analysis and they actually measure the sort of hop oil yeah. content and the, the sort of bitterness units mm-hmm. um, uh, compared to the perceived bitterness. Yeah, which sure. uh, has so many other things uh, connected to it, you know, um, uh, residual sugar and other flavors and, and, and sort of esters that kind of make an alcohol percentage as well. So it's, um, you can drink a, a light beer that's uh, 2.8% two that has 20 IBUs and it might, might, might taste more bitter than a um, 7%, uh, you know, um, <laughs> 70 IBU beer. It, it's yeah. all very different how the balance is um that's pretty interesting isn't it mm. i guess it's the subjectivity with beer that you know again like what you often say drink what you like <laughs> yeah <laughs> at the end of the day yeah. and there's so much choice just uh rip into it that's but, it uh, all right speaking of choice <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh, out of the uh queenscliff yep. into prickly we're on to uh venue number two of this uh pub crawl <laughs> so we've done a prickly moses beer before really yeah oh, i don't remember we did this uh, you're gonna have to tell me it's spotted something oh, a long spotted time ago. Spotted spotted it. It. yeah, yeah okay. long time ago yeah right um that one of the first six that you can't that's a great gold, that's a great gold beer. <laughs> from the vault yeah maybe um I must admit, I can't recall. I can't recall it, but I did look it up, and and it's in the spreadsheet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah, feel you can feel uh, good about yourself drinking a spotted ale because you know that all the proceeds will go to we talked about the that. endangered yeah, yeah. spotted quoll. Yeah, um, right. That, so that rings a bell. Is it current? Like you still? That's a that's a um a, a range beer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. It's one of the biggest sellers during summer at the, at the oh, right. house on tap, okay. for sure. Well, uh, people can go back and find that in our archives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the chainsaw. <laughs> so, uh, 
Again, ripping straight off the website, the beer is designed to be the perfect cleansing ale. Golden straw in colour. Dave's reaching oh, for the... I reckon it's Stanley. <laughs> with Oh, no, not quite. Yeah, no, it's a bit... Almost. Yeah. <laughs> you need to change the lighting. <laughs> uh, the use of malted wheat imparts a dry finished match with a clean and distinct hop aroma imparted from our hop variety, 4.8%. Is that consistent with the label? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's actually 10. No. No, it's... Um... <laughs> Nice to rip a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it's definitely Ella, a bit lighter. Ella definitely shines shines through on this beer. The hot I read something. Ella. I don't know where I saw this, but Ella used to be called Stella. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon we've we've talked about that. I reckon we might have talked about that. I reckon that's but we green at this stage. So. <laughs> we know. <that. laughs> I think there was some kind of uh, dispute or some kind of uh, I don't know what it was. It was like a copyright uh, thing or something. Yeah, possibly. It's like when, you know, uh, the hop variety um, Vic Secret, which mm -hmm. is, they used to be called Victoria Secret. And obviously that sure. didn't fly. <laughs> so, it became Vic Secret. Well, it would have complimented everything. I reckon if a Victorian Secret was still, or Vic Secret was still Victorian yeah. Secret. No one would care. No one, no one Surely. Would, no one's taken anyone else's business, really. Exactly. Not really. I, I accidentally <laughs> bought the wrong thing. <laughs> But that is really nice. I reckon. That's, I, I think we've we've gone away from the maltiness now. I reckon it's uh, it's a bit more, uh, I guess, less malty in flavour, but it's more about the hops. I reckon that we're that we're heading into now. Yeah, I can't take any credit for any uh, recipe development for these uh, beauties. Ah, it's, all, right. it's all it's all Luke um, Luke Scott, who's the uh, the head brewer down okay. quickly, and he's um, he knows his stuff for sure, and um, he's done a great job with this beer. It's a, yeah, it's a really well balanced, uh, you know, easy on the malt, and but still well balanced. Like it, it's, um, it's as you can see, it's very light. It's yeah. primarily, you know, pilsner and wheat, and then you got the Ella hops just shining through. Wow! So it's just pilsner and wheat. That's oh, it. I think there might be oh, a few a little uh, specialty varieties in there too, but uh, main wise, okay. it's uh, pilsner and wheat. But um, so Prickly Moses was established in 2007 from the uh, research I did. And it was part of, or it is, sorry, part of the Otway Estate Winery. We sort of touched on that before about how it's mm -hmm. broken down into the vineyard, brewery, cidery and distillery soon. Um, and accommodation as well. Yeah, accommodation. And in 2019, the winery was sold and uh, basically everything combined. So... That just must be a um, hub for alcoholics, really. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, because yeah, a lot of distillery in, in uh, Queenscliff as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. actually, yeah, we've been distilling for about a year down there now, too. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yep. I missed that one. Oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, right. <laughs> didn't do my homework. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't and, know. And I think... Hand sanitizer at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, we we did a fair bit of sanitizer as yeah. the whole um, the whole COVID started uh, hitting. Basically, we just had so many inquiries about it, and um, really? and you know how how, how sort of just hard, get it, hard, yeah. hard it was to get yeah. in the beginning. Um, so we uh, we started just basically running the still in the Queenscliff twenty four seven and just trying to pump oh, up wow. ethanol. Yeah. Well, actually, but, it might be worth talking about. Like you guys are obviously you you open at the moment. Or no, no, yeah, we're going to open the 22nd of yep, this month. 22nd of June. Yeah. That is? 
So yeah. by the time this comes out, you'll be, be open. open. So what's that for? Twenty people or something like that, or is it? Is it oh, just... I think the restrictions will be up Lifted. to fifty by then. Oh, ah, really? Cool. Okay. Yeah, fifty awesome. per uh, enclosed space. Yeah. I think we can we can run at least two spaces. So hopefully we can we can fit a few more in. Oh, that's wow. awesome! Um, and is that bookings only, or is that off the street? I'm not. People? I'm not really sure how um, the sort of uh, the fine tuning is gonna what's gonna happen. Yeah. That's uh, not my my sort of uh, field. But <laughs> <You're> <laughs> um, we try there. I'd, I I'd so. say I'd say it'll be um, a bit of a. Um, a mixture of uh, yeah. we're still going to allow walk-ins if uh, i assume that'll be still space but i'm sure oh. there's going to be a bit of pressure in the beginning a lot of people yeah. have been uh, been keen to get back into the pubs oh yeah well it'll be yeah. interesting it'll be interesting to see how it goes but uh, hopefully we're uh, out of the woods and uh, we hope so for sure yeah so, you don't want to go backwards can get no, going again no. not at all so what sort of uh, bitterness would this uh, translate to from a uh, calculation i'm just gonna, I'm just gonna guess <laughs> I would probably guess that it's probably around the 30s, maybe. Maybe it um, doesn't doesn't seem overly bitter. That's for sure. It's quite easy, easy drinking. It's 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 an absolute. Um, it's a belter of a beer. It's a great summer beer. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it it moves really well. I think uh, through most avenues. Um, it's just one of those um, very approachable beers. I reckon with plenty of flavour, but just super drinkable. Yeah, well, that's one of those ones we sort of talk about them um, for people that, um, like I was a few years ago, uh, you know, come draft, VB drinker, that would be a good stepping stone. So we talk yeah. about Buckstays and things like that, you yeah, know, yeah, showing yeah. up and what I'll get a couple of jugs of, I think that'd be the one to, um, you know, not be scared of. It's a good yeah, gateway sure. beer. Good Absolutely. gateway crop. That's quite... Hard. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But, uh, well... Shall we uh, move on the next one? Yeah, well, yeah. Do you want to? You can do the honors. <laughs> Straight into the, the big, the big boys here. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Put hair on your chest. <laughs> While you're doing that, do you, do you know much about the, the logo, the prickly Moses logo? Um, the is it an antique? It's a uh, echidna. An echidna. Okay. Yeah. Because I noticed on I'm some sorry. of your. Um... <laughs> 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 yeah, no, no, I'm the there we go. I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> on some of your uh, your merchandise, you you've got uh, there's ants like climbing up the, the side yeah, of the Yeah, that's glass. true. That's true. Yeah. I, I I hope it's an echidna. No, it's got to be an echidna. <laughs> do we have do we, do we have ant eaters in Australia? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Well, do do echidnas eat ants? So yeah, we might be okay. very similar. <laughs> I reckon they got a pretty wide sort of um, um, eating habits. They eat, they consume a lot of things. I'm that's sure if, point, yeah. an ant or two might have snuck down. You know. <laughs> Put an ant in front of them and they'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually going to touch on like prickly Moses and what that actually. Where did it come from? Yeah, the name. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you know? I, I know some some rough uh, outlines here. So the um, this the the site where the the brewery is uh, is built upon, um, and uh, Otway Estate was was built upon, um, was covered in in prickly Moses. The prickly Moses oh. is a native plant. Yeah. Ah, right. Um, and it was absolutely just flourishing with it and they had oh. to i know they had to go through a bit of effort to to get everything sort of removed and wow. i think they just it just kind of became one of those um just stuck you know with them i think they they, they thought it was a good name and 
a good sort of local connection to the area and uh, obviously uh, an Australian native. And um, yeah, I, I didn't know that it was a native plant either until I sort of heard the story. And I think it's only sort of found down there in the Alpha. Oh, right. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I might have to um, Google that up, but well, it's... Uh, I'm not it's sure. <laughs> well, we're not, we're not the best on our nature <laughs> if, uh, for those that listen to others. But um, I, I, I did type up prickly moses because I had heard of this. So prickly moses is a common name for several plants and may refer to acacia brown eye. I guess brownie, brown eye. Probably not brown eye. <laughs> but anyway, they're a type of acacia, so which is basically okay. a fossil plant at the end of the day. Oh, for okay. those that don't know, and it looks like I guess there's either you know um, ground. Yeah, you know, I think I think of a wattle tree, and I think of spring, and I think of hay fever. <laughs> yeah, I think of that powder yeah. that covers everything. And... That's right. But obviously, there's various types of acacia plant so uh, no doubt that area was uh, well and truly full but see is that the information that our listeners get off the podcast it's, it's not just all about the deer not at all not at all there's got to be a backstory to everything absolutely too right there is but uh the aroma the aroma was coming off the bench i had this yeah, right. there and um that was yeah jumping straight out at me so this it actually is... smells much better off the bench, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so we are on to the Raconteur. Is that how you say it? Raconteur IPA? The Raconteur, or? yes. Yes. Yeah, American right. IPA. So this this beer tells the story of an American India Pale Ale with the main protagonist being hops. North American hops added throughout the brewing process, giving this beer a very happy ending. Well, there you go. 6.4 ABV. How's that? Stack up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, 6.4. Yeah, oh, we're good. <laughs> but, um, she's definitely a bit darker than the old Stanley. That's probably more your DeWalt as well. Oh, even darker than that. Yeah, yeah. taking a step, step up. A step towards those um, earmuffs you got on the wall behind you. Maybe. Yeah, not, not, not fully red like that, maybe. No, no, it's not red. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to get some more stuff out. Yeah, I think so. It's kind of hard. <laughs> you got to find <laughs> tools that cover the whole spectrum. Line them all up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But that, I reckon that's got a lot more... Um, going on in it? Yeah. <laughs> I get in trouble for saying that's got a lot going on in it. Because <laughs> it explains nothing. But... <laughs> But but it it's, such a, it's, such, it's such a painted painting sort of expression. It's yeah, got a lot right. of things going on. Yeah, that's right. The, the label, I, I reckon, um, is that so? It says uh, a love story about hops. Do you, you, you may not know, but is there words? I want to know if these words actually say something. Like, are they? Has someone taken the time to write a story? Ah, look, like, I can see here. This says something about the East India Company. Um, yeah, right. So they, it could be that. Um, the classic story about you know the the origin of the IPA, possibly could be too. Oh, um, sure. But I'll have to double check that with some with the uh, <laughs> person who made this actually. I like but it. that's a good pickup. <laughs> now Dave doesn't leave too many labels uh, unturned. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so, but that is a really tasty beer. That I reckon is that is, um, there's there's. There's definitely that hop. I'm going to almost like there's almost an equal balance for me on hop and malt there because yeah, I, I feel yeah. it's quite malty as well. Yeah. But then the hops it are is. sort of, you know, pushing through that that bitterness and giving that little bit of flavour as well. So that that's what I pick up. But uh, that is that is really nice. That's I a good it. analogy. I, I think 
there is definitely a big hit of malt, but like you said, you need that to sort of balance up that bitterness. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think there's a fair bit of IBUs behind this. Um, I'm not exactly sure about the the specs, but and it's, I'm pretty sure it's up there. You know, yeah, sure. um, seventy sort of sixty seventy. I can imagine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, primarily American hops. Um, I don't know what hops he. Well, I, I'd say it's all American hops actually. It's it's, it's those you know the piney sort of um, uh, stone fruity characteristics. Probably a, sure. a bit of um, you know Columbus or something like that. Like uh, the sea hops. Yep. The, the big classic bangers up there, North America. Excellent. Yeah. No, that is nice. That's that's really tasty. There's a lot to chew on. We've definitely, like you said, we've taken a, a step up. Yeah, <laughs> to the right. Yeah, we've moved well and truly up. That is a ripper. But geez, you wouldn't want to. Um, I feel like that that would just go straight to your head if you had a few of those. You yeah. <laughs> wouldn't have a big night on those. Definitely. The next day. <laughs> there is a double version of this. Well, oh, really? Well, a double IPA that uh, oh, that, yeah, that, that uh, <laughs> they brewed down at uh, at Luke Brews once a year, called the Saboteur. Oh. Right. Which is like a um, sort of nine, nine and a half percent version. Wow. It's just, a, I think, a beefed up. It's a massive IPA. Excellent. So if you get, awesome. if you get a chance to try that at some point, for sure. It's a we definitely belt, have a belter of a beer. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, now we're allowed out almost. Yeah, <laughs> almost there. <laughs> right. Well, let's move on to the lucky last tailpipe. Yeah. I've stuffed up. Come on, this one. Do you want me to show you? No, there we go. We've used it before. <laughs> it's not that very often hand, we have. That was the hand little trick. You want to see? <laughs> this is my opener. Oh, oh yes. Nice. What's on the top? What's the design? Uh, it's an elephant. Oh, did you do that? No, we bought it in Myanmar a few years back. <laughs> awesome. And um, they just, I just love the basicness of this opener. It's just like a, a piece so of good. wood with a screw and a, a bolt. A bolt. Yeah, and it works really well. Oh, it's amazing. Somewhere. Yeah. Just the, yeah. the leverage you can get on that is unreal. There's no point making life more complicated. <laughs> that's it, that's it. The, this one that we've got, we struggled. We, just before we started, we are like, oh, no, we need a bottle opener. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not very often we have bottles these days, I guess. Cans everywhere. You well, that's true. Talking. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So uh, are you guys looking at cans or where? Um, yep. Yeah, uh, has already started canning a few of the, okay. the range. Uh, we've done... Um, uh chainsaw pale ale summer ale in sure. cans so we don't have our own canning line in the old ways okay uh so you know bring in like a um external mobile canning company yeah sure oh right to, to can the product which is uh great so hopefully we'll uh yeah. see more of that as well i'd love to see some of the queenscliff bees in cans uh mm. especially um i think the cream ale would do well in summer in cans yeah. and and we also got some i did a sour for the first time um this summer a raspberry oh. sour which turned out really well people love that okay. so uh, i hope we oh. can get that into cans uh, at some point too yeah right awesome sounds good well this is the uh tailpipe brown ale so american to, brown ale. yeah we're gonna have to put the e on our podcast here the big ass brown brown ale like a classic 1950s <laughs> American automobile is bold, <laughs> brash and great to look at, yet totally inappropriate for modern times. <laughs> <laughs> Beer is fully loaded with German Pilsner malt and a selection of roasted malts. Aggressively hopped, the beer is not your daily drive. It's a beer to take out for a spin when you want to show off your mates. 7.1 <laughs> ABV. Whew. 
Now, my brother-in-law, who he lived in Australia for a little while, he's a yank. He used to get the tailpipe a fair bit. This was one of his. Oh, I remember you talking about it. Yes, he would bring but, that around. To, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so I this, have it. I haven't had this. Oh, I, don't know. I know I've had it, yeah, but right. uh, it is a nice dark beer. It's a good and finisher. Again, yeah. A good finisher yeah. to the night, you know. Yeah, it's a good slow sipper and so um, pitch black. That's yeah. That's your broken iPhone screen. Yeah. Yep. I can't see it in the through that. No, true. But uh, wow, that helps. <laughs> like we, I mean, we talked about cans, bottles before, and I guess there's a bit of I don't know is there stigma between bottles and and cans? But I would say I, it'd be interesting to line them all up and you know, whether well, can one of versus bottle, you know, of each one that we've had today, and really see if there's is there a difference, you know, or is it just a perception that people are uh, that are on? Because I don't reckon anything out of this what we've had today. Would taste any different, or I don't think it does. No worse, you know. I mean, it's. I, all I guess one tasty. one aspect about all these beers today, they've all been bottle conditioned, as well. Right. So they oh, they oh, they wow. they've been secondary fermented in the bottle. Wow. Um, so they haven't been uh, packaged already carbonated, which is you know the most common way to do it nowadays. Um, so this, I guess, is more traditional in the sense, you know, following the steps of. Um, of, of sort of European ales and, and Coopers obviously still do it in Australia yep. uh, uh, as well as other craft breweries around too. But We come across a few. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But all of um, them, that's unreal. That, that always changes, you know, the, it, it really creates like this sort of fine, the fine bubbles I, I find in the carbonation. Yeah, like right. when you oh, go through okay. a secondary carbonation, the secondary fermentation, uh, in in such a enclosed space, and it's just with time the bubbles you know dissipate within the liquid and just creates this like beautiful mouthfeel. Sure. So like you know if you ever have like a Belgian uh, saison, for example, like a saison de pont or mm-hmm. or something with you know a, a almost like a champagne style carbonation level that just melts in your mouth. It's just you, you can you can get certain beer styles have to be bottle conditioned, I find. You can't really yeah, package right. them any other way. So when you do bottle condition them, do you add some dextrose or you know, for home brewers the yep. carbonation drops, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you basically dissolve dissolve dextrose into oh, um into boiling water and then sort of um um you huh. homogenize it within the 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 uncarbonated beer, the finished beer, sure. but Uncarbonated, and then it will you bottle it, and then um, you keep them keep the bottles fairly warm for a week or two, and then yeah. let them sort of um, carbonate, and then you you set them away and let them mature in storage. One other thing I wanted to note here is the prickly Moses beers uh, on the website sort of spruik, I guess, the um, use of rainwater. Yep. Yep. So. You know, is there a percentage of rainwater in there, or do you use town water? What one hundred percent rainwater? And do yeah. you work with the water at all? Do you like add? You know, because when you think the the things I think about, and, I, and I've been trying for a long time from a homebrewing perspective to yeah. work with what I've got, not try and change things. But I must admit, the last brew I did, I got my RO unit out, reverse all right. unit yeah. out, stripped. Obviously, the water from everything added some um, bits and pieces to it just to see because I, I'm sort of getting to a point where <laughs> through doing this podcast, I've tasted so many beers that are a lot better than what I brew. <laughs> Different. Water chemistry is a big big part of the final product yeah. for sure. 
So do you do anything with the rainwater to make it? I know it goes through some pretty like significant sort of filtration systems. Yeah. Um, removing obviously any any particles or any. Um, sure. It's not a it's not an RO unit or anything like that. It's just like a, a bunch of of really good filters, and yeah, okay. um, then we treat the water with um, with you know calcium sulfate and calcium chloride and right. and lactic acid and stuff if you need to as well to get your your proper um, mash pH. But the the, um, the water itself down there is is fantastic. It's uh, it's super super soft and it's like a, a really good. Um, um, I guess a, a clean slate to work, start working with in terms of no, where you want to push your brewing water to yeah. uh, accentuate any flavors you want to, you know? Yeah, sure. No, it's interesting. It's just a, it's for me, I guess it's the next step of playing. I've been playing for years and I've been trying to, again, work with the environments I've been given yeah. to work with. And uh, now I think I just need to play with the water because there's not much else I can control, I guess, at the end of the day. To We're so lucky here in, in, in Victoria, especially because we have such good water compared yeah, oh, yeah, to sure. other parts of the world and Australia. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, cool. I mean, I wouldn't want to brew beer in Adelaide. It must be horrific. Uh, oh, or like, sure. you know, WA. So um, um, <laughs> we have very soft water here and yeah. it's more or less like um, um, a blank canvas, you know. We can yeah. just add whatever we want to to it to to make sure we we sort of appropriate to, to create the appropriate style. Yeah. So definitely, uh, that is awesome. That is really good. I I, I really like that. I, it's got a, a bit of a sweetness too. I reckon I just sort of get on the. That's your real dessert beer. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, definitely. I I'm a big fan of dark beers. I, I'm going to put that on the list of. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know. We, we always forget, you know, you go a few episodes in and go, oh, I remember liking one, but yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come down and have a nice fresh pint of it, you know, through the nitro, the nitro sparkler. Oh, oh okay. There we go. There you go. Beautiful. Awesome. awesome. Well, I don't know. I'm, I've, you've, I'm you've done, done well. I'm out of questions here. <laughs> there's a lot more I could ask from a home brewing perspective, yeah. but maybe we just need to... Um, to sort out one of those Queenscliff uh, brewing, you know, catch up for a day or a, and, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Rip into it, I reckon. Yeah, that'd be real. There's so much uh, more I need to learn. Well, we need to learn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot more we all need to learn. To be honest, I, I learn every single day. So you know, um, mostly by making mistakes and yeah, <laughs> in my own procedure, and also speaking to other brewers, uh, home brewers and pro brewers alike. You know, everyone's been. It's such a, a extremely um, knowledgeable web of information out there and um yeah. you know even even certain homebrewers who have been you know specializing in certain following certain passions for many many years they are highly skilled in 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 what they do Definitely. that um, anyone can learn from so you yeah. know join a homebrew club talk to other brewers talk to homebrewers it's the best way to learn i guess uh to taste taste people's beer talk about beer be a, don't be afraid to uh to sound silly talking about beer. It's good to well, talk about beer. That's it. Almost our motto, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too wrong, yeah. We're not experts. We're just, uh, yeah. We're just tasting beers. Yeah. That's it. Journey. It's really, yeah. really important. It's an awesome initiative you guys are doing. It's good. Ah, awesome. Well, 
thank you very much, Matthias, for uh, for joining us today. And yeah, uh, thanks thank you for having you me. Know, thank you. I mean, hopefully, uh, everyone that has a listen, you know, get down to Prickly Moses, Point Cliff, yeah, yeah, and Apollo Bay. Just head down the uh, surf coast and uh, rip into it. And we uh, look forward to uh, being back up and running again for sure. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, be good. That's, yeah, uh, right. That's the biggest thing. Just uh, get back to some sort of normal, whatever that is. That's, that's right. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 No, it's good to hear. All right. Well, no, thank you for having me. Cheers. Thanks, Yeah, Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.